Hi everybody, this is Wit from Spiderbait. When I'm passing through Karam, aside from slowing down to 50 kilometres an hour and reminisces about doing the Eel Race Road Rumba or the Watley Street Wiggle, I like to tune in to Radio Karam and get down with the good vibes. Even more Pirate Radio stories. If you thought Pirate Radio was dead, you've got a surprise. Lots of pirate stories coming up from the 2010s and beyond. AM pirates are much less common than FM pirates, but they still exist. An example from 2011 was on 1485 kilohertz. A transmission from Chadston, southeast of Melbourne, could be heard up to 10 kilometres distant. The station was broadcasting music from MyMP, a digital DAB outfit. Anyway, this pirate didn't have a broadcasting licence and they got busted by ACMA. They used direction finding equipment to find the site and closed it down. The station had been broadcasting for the past week, mainly in the evenings. Less talk, no commercials, just more treasured memories. Living Audio FM. On March 24, 2012, DXNerd86 on YouTube reported hearing Living Audio FM on 91.7 MHz a pirate station based in Sydney. Later that year, a Sydney Morning Herald article referred to a 90s Sydney station called New Wave FM. That inspired Andrew Drysdale to establish ABD Radio. Andrew said it was a lot of fun until he was shut down. The article quoted ACMA, the communications regulator, saying that they pursued five cases of broadcast pirates between 2009 and 2011, although they suspect that there are many more. According to ACMA, these pirates are knowingly doing something wrong, and if interfering with a legitimate broadcast, then that is very unfair. Drysdale had tried to get a narrowcast licence, but was knocked back by ACMA, despite an existing licensee not using their frequency. In turn, ACMA claimed they enforce a use it or lose it policy. AndyMate2006 on YouTube has a recording of his activities in ABD radio, transmitting on 91.5 back in 2011. Halfway across the country, Nine News carried an item about a 44-year-old Adelaide man abusing people on CB radio in 2013. He was up for five charges and was bailed to appear later in the year. Still on the Adelaide CB scene, Dirty Lips got John Alexander Kiss of Kilburn in trouble for threatening and harassing people over the radio in 2015. He was sentenced to nine months jail, suspended in favour of a two-year good behaviour bond. However, KISS forfeited all his equipment. ACMA said the penalty was the harshest ever for such an offence. KISS's defence lawyer said that his client started the harassment 
after another CBA had broadcast his home address. He said that Kiss was attacked and beaten, but the alleged offenders were acquitted, leaving Kiss bitter, angry and paranoid. Referring to the Adelaide prosecutions was this article in September 24's issue of The Monthly magazine. Called Airway Wars, it's about CB radio in Sydney. Most specifically, problems on the UHF CB repeaters. The article's main source is Bill Bunter Anson, who is described as a veteran of that war although he hasn't been on UHF CB for years. There's accounts of various characters, mostly around the UHF CB repeaters 1 and 7. Carrier dropping, jamming, pranks, and then it got worse and worse. Ended up with one person having their house invaded and having to move interstate because of all the problems on Sydney UHF-CB. Gradually things died down, the repeater ownership transferred to others, and it seems to have got karma, according to this article. In 2019, Perth's 7 News reported on CB antics over there. On Monday afternoon, a ball bearing was fired through a window of this Maddington house. What you're about to hear is the citizen band radio transmissions that led up to and follow that attack. That's the man inside the house talking to another CB user sitting outside. Other CB users are listening and chime in. Bunch of gutless dogs. You gotta get air rifles out and be gutless dogs and make a pot shot. Welcome to the world of CB radio. This sort of behaviour is going on all day and all night across Perth. It's a form of radio warfare that the federal regulator ignores and has now led to violence. In Perth, there's open hostility between the users of CB channels 3 and 4. We can't repeat the names they have for each other because they're so obscene. The man inside the house is accused by others of jamming one of the channels by continuously transmitting nursery rhymes. I'm not going to play bedtime stories. I'm going to wait for you out the front. Come and, come and do it to me. Some CB users have been forced to take out violence restraining orders and extra security for their own safety. Jeff Parry, 7 News. Portland in Western Victoria has also seen pirate broadcasting. ACMA shut down an illegal classic rock broadcaster there in 2015. Terence Solman, 26, transmitted on 101.3 MHz FM. Solman had previous radio industry experience, so knew what to do. Apparently, he was driving around in a ute, playing pub rock and transmitting on an unlicensed device. The pirate station came to light after complaints that Solman's transmissions were blocking other signals. He was convicted, fined $600, and was ordered to forfeit all radio equipment. Mark Loney from the ACMA said that setting up a pirate station 
was unusual and serious. However, he said that not only is it unusual for us to find people for running pirate radio, it's unusual for us to even prosecute. ACMA did so in this case because Salman was attempting to earn income from the station, selling advertising and sponsorship to local businesses. That especially made the case worth prosecuting. Mr Loney was confident that the penalty handed down would deter other radio pirates. More serious than a country guy in a ute having some FM pirate fun were the antics of a 19-year-old rock bank pirate just out of Melbourne. In 2016's biggest pirate bust, the man was found interfering with aircraft communication at Melbourne and Avalon airports on 16 occasions over two months. A cooperative effort between Air Services Australia, ACMA and the Federal Police caught the offender. Charges included endangering the safety of aircraft and interference likely to endanger safety. No reggae on the radio is what drove self-described Rastafarian Dan Morris to get on air from his Wollongong home in 2016. He claimed his pirate station, Irie FM, had up to 800 listeners. He investigated various legal means of getting on air, but didn't find any, so went pirate. A Vice News article describing Morris as Australia's pre-eminent Jamaican pirate radio broadcaster proved his undoing. ACMA inspectors saw it and started investigating, fresh from their success in shutting down the Portland Pirate. They got to Morris's street, then found the big antenna on the roof. Then they raided his house. The maximum penalty for radio piracy is two years jail or $165,000 fine. Morris was fined $3,000 and forfeited his equipment. In a later twist, local FM station I-98FM gave Morris his own one-off show a week after the raid. Hey, somebody who was in court last night is a local guy called Dan Morris. He was fined $1,500 and oh, his FM broadcast equipment was confiscated. Now, what he'd been doing, he'd had a pirate radio station where basically you set up a radio station without any sort of regulation and just broadcast whatever the hell you want. Normally doesn't sort of transmit too far, mm. but he'd done pretty well, actually. The Australian Communications and Media Authority had shut the whole um, operation down. And to find out more about REFM, Dan Morris, good morning. Uh, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Hey, thanks for joining us. First up, I mean, you're, where are you local to? You're Wollongong, right? Yeah, yeah, Wollongong boy, born and bred. Okay. How do you, did you know about the technology required to set up your own pirate radio station? Um, I just sort of started very low wattage, um, just got a transmitter, like 7 watt, and started experimenting with that, trying to build dipole antennas to boost my signal, and then learned a little bit about RF signal and just went from there. Got a stronger transmitter, better antenna. Your little radio station got shut down, didn't it? Yeah, mate, yeah, that's right. If we had yeah. a word to the boss and, like, organised, you know, some airtime for you to do a bit of IRFM on I-98FM, would you be down for that? Oh, I would so be down for that. That is amazing. All right, hang on just a sec. We're going to yeah. call management and we'll come back, I'll come um, back just after this song, okay? 
Not many Aussie pirates get a video documentary made about them, but Irie FM did. Here's an extract from one on YouTube made by Lewis McCurdy. The RFM is a pirate radio station running in Illawarra, Wollongong region. We play mainly reggae, roots reggae. You can see four, five, five is vests walking with like clipboards, and they had ACMA on the back. Uh, vests come around with their warrant, issued me the warrant. As you open the front door, the first thing you see is the transmitter. It took about four hours, I think, to do the whole process. And then they left me with the drug squad. In 2017, a pirate from Brisbane started up, possibly around Beanley, in the city's southern suburbs. Here's a clip from DXNerd86 on YouTube. And who can forget that 2017 was also the year that Radio Australia and ABC services to the interior shut off for the last time. A radio pirate not happy with the situation broadcast. Here are a few excerpts from that. You can see my video dated February the 1st 2017 for more. Something notable about the 2010s as opposed to the previous decade was the number of pirates that are documented on YouTube. Here's another from DXNerd86. It's a recording of reception of 89.5 Starter FM. That recording was made on November 16, 
other pirate captured was on the northern beaches in Sydney on 91.8 FM. That was recorded by Andy Mate 2006, who we heard from before. Pirate radio from tower blocks has not been as much of a thing here in Australia as it has been in other countries like the UK. However, our most recent pirate for Melbourne is an exception. This station, transmitting on 99.9 FM, has been heard around Melbourne CBD for quite a few months. The recording is put on YouTube by Victorian DXer. So that's it for Radio Pirates in the last 10 years. The pirate scene has been more active than I thought. Or maybe it's just been more people posting reception on YouTube. If you've got pirate tales, then I'd love to hear them in the comments below. And don't forget to check out my four previous episodes, which together with this cover a century of radio piracy in Australia. Hi, this is Matt Joe Gow, and you're listening to Radio Karam, which is local community internet radio. And uh, we were having a chat about community radio earlier and how important it is to Melbourne, how important it is to the scene here, the music scene, but also the wider community. So check out Radio Karam, tune in. <laughs>